You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Amen. Give the Lord one more praise. Amen. Hallelujah. You can go ahead and grab your seats today. It's good to see everybody in the house of God. Uh, I want you to turn to the book of John, chapter 15. Uh, we won't have any scriptures on the, on the monitors, but if you go to the Bible app, uh, just go on there, click on events, and uh, the first one should be us, amen, on there, and you can follow along, and you can make notes and so forth on there, but uh, we're going to go ahead, book of John, chapter 15, I'm going to read verses 1 through 8, and I'm reading out the NIV, and the Word of God says this, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while, other, uh, while every branch that does not bear fruit he prunes so that it will even be more fruitful. You are very clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. But if you, remain, if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withered. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and in my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. To this is to this. To my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. Amen. Uh, tonight, I want to minister a message I entitled, Where's Your Fruit? Where's Your Fruit? Look at your neighbor and say, Where's Your Fruit? <laughs> now, we're not talking bananas and oranges and all this other stuff, amen? So, we're not, we're not talking that kind of fruit, amen? But, where's your fruit? The NIV, uh, or the New Living Translation, verse 8, it says this, When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples, and this brings great glory to the Father. Uh, if you were here a few years ago, and I know there's a new people in the church today, but a few years ago, uh, there was a word given to us during one of our conferences. And I don't know if you remember this word, amen, I believe it was through Pastor Randy Emerson, that said that the plower and the reaper were going to meet. I don't know if you remember that word in our church, during our conference. It was our first conference that we had. And then it says this, that when we do that, when we start to, to be the, the, the plower and the reaper starts to come, there was going to be a multiplication. There was going to be a great increase. Meaning that we need to put our hands to the plow and begin to serve. Come on, somebody. you got to serve and work within our ministries. And when we do, we will multiply. Right? We're going to grow. You know, it's time to get dirty. 
Look at your neighbors. It's time to get dirty. Come on. It's, it's time to get dirty. It's time to get those hands dirty. It's time to get those hands cut, amen, by serving in the kingdom of God, serving in the local church. If the reaper is going to meet the plower, then you and I must put our hands on the plow, and we must start plowing. We must serve in the local church. It's time to work. It's time to give back what God has done for us. See, part of the increase, if it, how many are looking for increase in your life? You know, part of the increases, amen, that we want from God and things that he want, we want him to bless us with, part of the increase in your personal life and ministries come through serving. It's, it's starting to help others. You know, uh, it's not just thinking about yourself. It's about thinking about others, helping others to grow. It's about discipleship, building each other up, amen. Even Jesus says, I didn't come to be served, but to what? To serve and to, and to give our lives. He gave his life as a ransom that many can be saved, and we build each other through discipleship. See, God wants to see fruit in our lives. Come on. He wants, to, he wants in our ministries, in order for the reaper to bring more fruit, which will glorify God. Amen? But we need help. Somebody say, I need some help. Come on. We need some help. See, Jesus said back in John 14, 15, the chapter before, it says, if you love me. We got any lovers of Jesus in this house? Come on. If you love me, you will keep my commands. Now, this statement becomes conditional to a religious person. We got any religious God? No one raised their hand. That's good. Amen. Hallelujah. But... You know, meaning to a religious people is by keeping, by only keeping his commands proves that we love Jesus. But the problem is his commands, if you really think about it, church, are very hard to keep at times. Come on, how many can say amen to that? You know, and so because Jesus says anyone who keeps my commands, listen, will do what I've been doing and even what? Greater things. How I many know that Jesus did some amazing things, right? Come on, he opened the eyes of the blind. He made the lame walk. He even raised up people from the dead. Come on. See, if we keep his commands, we should be doing the same or even greater. Are you following me? But thank God we're not religious, right? Come on. Thank God for God's amazing grace. Amen. You see, on our own, it is impossible, church, to keep his commands. It's impossible to keep his commands on our own. And that's okay. You know why? Because Jesus has a plan. The very next verse, he tells us what that plan is. In John chapter 14, 16, it says, I will ask the Father. Jesus saying, I'm going to ask Daddy. I'm going to go to the Father. And he will give you another helper who will stay with you forever. Come on, who's the helper? Come on, the Holy Spirit, amen. He's the one that empowers you and I to share the gospel. He's the one that helps us in making disciples. He's the one that helps us to keep his commands, amen. Helps us, listen, to love and to serve in love. It's through the Holy Spirit. When we start to serve, you don't do it in your own strength because if you do it in your own strength, guess what? You'll burn out. Come on, you'll, you'll, you'll start to complain. You start to say, well, I'm doing this, and they're, they're not doing that, and, and I, all I'm doing is, and, and all this stuff. Kind of sounds like the children of Israel. Come on, we start complaining, but when you start to do it with the help of the Holy Spirit, 
And you, then you start to operate in love. And when you operate in love, you're able to serve in love. Come on, I don't know about you, but I love doing what I do. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's inside of me, and he, he gives me the strength to do what I need to do because on your own you can't do it. Come on, somebody say amen. See, let me make a note here. You've got to understand that the Holy Spirit doesn't come and go. Verse 16 says what? He will be with you when? Forever, right? He's with us forever. He's going to be with us forever. He's there to help us anytime you call upon him. Then he tells his disciples on that day that the Holy Spirit was given, that in John chapter 14, 20, it says, it goes like this. When you receive the Holy Spirit, then you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Come on, how many want the Holy Spirit? Come on, see, when we have the Holy Spirit, we're going to realize, amen, that Jesus and the Father are connected, that we are connected to him, and you know, and he's connected to us. When we, real, when we get the Holy Spirit's help, we realize, listen, that God is the gardener, Jesus is the vine, and we are the branches. We got to bear fruit. We are the branches. Branches are those who claim to be disciples. We got any disciples in the house? See, we're connected, amen. Christ is in you, and you are in Christ. Jesus is the true vine, and we are the branches. The vine and the branches are connected to each other. Amen. Hallelujah. They're connected to this him. This him. Jesus says in John 15, 4, no branch can bear fruit by itself. There has to be a connection if we're going to bear fruit. Amen. See, you cannot do anything on your own. Come on. You, you, you cannot take any credit. It's all Jesus. Come on. It's all him. You, once, you, once you start to take credit on your own, uh, once you start to establish it, look what I'm doing. Amen. Then we, we're, we're getting separated from him. Because without him, we can't do nothing. John 15, uh, 15, 5 in the NIV says, apart from him, we can do nothing. The Message Bible says this, separate it, you can't do a thing. A thing. You can't do a thing. Tell your neighbor, you can't do a thing. Tell your other neighbor, without Jesus. You, you can't. Come on, willpower can only take you so far, church. How many, how many try to serve God in willpower? Come on, how many try to come to church with God in willpower? You make yourself come to church, and how many know that that can get old? But when you are in love with Jesus Christ, amen, and the Holy Spirit is living inside of you, come on, it draws you to come. It draws you to serve God and to do the right thing because you're connected to the vine. His plan, church, to bear fruit his fruit is through the branches. Come on, God uses us. Say me. God wants to use you. He wants to work through you, but you got to be connected to the vine. you got to be connected to the vine in order to grow. See, Jesus wants to work through you in order that you can bear much fruit. And when you do that, the scripture says what? You'll bring him much what? Glory. You're going to bring him glory. How many, may, oh no, how many want to bring God some glory? Come on, just give him some glory, amen. Come on. God, it, God it has nothing to do with me, God. It's all about you. 
You receive all the glory. You receive all the praise. Amen. God, it's you because apart from you, I can't do a thing. I can't do nothing without you. But when I'm connected with you, then much fruit can be bared. Amen. But guess who gets the glory? God. Come on. Come on. It's all about Jesus. Come on, somebody. Anybody excited in this place? Amen. Come on. Uh, we want to bring the Father glory. But the question is, where's your fruit? Where's your fruit? You see, your part, say my part. Your part, our part is that Jesus wants to abide in us. Which means he wants to dwell inside of us. He wants to stay put inside of us. See, Jesus don't want you to just invite him in when you come to church. Come on. He wants you to invite him when you get up tomorrow morning. Come on, somebody. He wants you, he wants you to invite him and say, God, I want you to dwell in me as I go to work. As I go to school and anything I do, God, I want you to be with me. It's not, it's not like, see, if he's with us all the time, he's not with us because what? We want to do our own thing. Come on. But when we got Jesus inside of us, then he's our counselor, he's our convictor, and he helps us to stay on the straight and narrow road. Why? Because he wants to bless you, amen. Because he knows that there's an enemy out there that wants to take you out. And so he says, man, abide in me. And I'll abide in you, amen. I, I want to be there. And our part says, God, I want you to be inside my life. I want you, it says that, 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 that it, this doesn't mean that, you know what, when we, he's living in us, we don't go run off and do our own thing. Where are you going to go? I'm just going to do this. Is Jesus how I do it? No, I just feel like it. People sometimes go do God things. Listen, they're God things, but God didn't tell you to do it. And so you're going out and you say, man, it's a good thing to do. But did God call you to do that? Are you following me? So if you're connected to the vine, then you understand that he will lead you. He will guide you to do what you need to do. No, you don't try to do things on your own. Uh, come on. Uh, we can't do it in our own strength. We cannot do it in our own understanding. We need to abide in him. Come on. Somebody say amen. See, his part is that he plans to live his life through us. That we are in him and he is in us. And when he does that and when that's operating like that, then guess what? You and I can go heal the sick. Come on, somebody. We can make the lame walk, amen. Uh, come on, deaf ears can open, amen. God can use us to raise the dead. Come on, he says you would do these things and even greater things. If he's really abiding in us, amen, God says I'll be with you and you can do all things. I'm here to let you know that Jesus believes in you. Come on, you may say, man, who am I? What can I do? No, through Jesus, you can do all things. Come on, you're more than, yeah, I like that amen, hallelujah. You're more than a conqueror. Come on, somebody. Come on, do we have conquerors in this place? Come on, uh, it seems like I'm talking to a bunch of defeated Christians today, amen. Come on, uh, come on, are we, got, are we conquerors in this place? Come on, it's time to get excited, and it's time to serve, and it's time to bear much fruit. Because I believe in you. Jesus believes in you. you got to believe in yourself. Come on, somebody. Believe that you can do all things. Believe that, you know what, God can use a person like you. God can use, uh, he all he needs is a body. Come on, all he needs is somebody that says, here I am. Can you use me? And Jesus said, yep, I can use you. He just needs somebody that would just simply show up and trust him. 
Come on, somebody that will be still and know that he is God. And know that, you know what? You will prosper, amen, uh, that you stand in the presence of God and you ask the Holy Spirit, come inside, dwell inside, because I want to do great things in the kingdom of God. He believes in you. When Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. Now, this wasn't making, Jesus wasn't making a threat here. He was making a promise. Amen. What he was saying, if you love me, do we love Jesus? If you love me, then you will do the work because you love me. And you'll do even greater works because it will be me, Jesus, working through you. See, when you operate like that, church, serving is no problem. I said serving is no problem. See, people are scared to serve because they're serving in their own strength. And when you start to serve in your own strength, sometimes you can either get big-headed, thinking, look, look what I'm doing, or you're just afraid that you're going to fail. But when you got Christ in you, how many know that you can never fail? And so when Christ is living inside you, God, you'll do some crazy things. I said, you'll do some crazy things. Come on, you, you, you'll move, you'll serve, because why? You're in love with Christ. Come on, if we say we root. Where's the fruit, church? God is looking for fruit. Can somebody say amen? I don't know if you know the story of the fig tree. And the Bible says that he came out of the temple and he was hungry. And he's seen a fig tree. And he says, you know what, I, I, I want to go eat. And he goes to the fig tree and, and, and he finds what? No figs. And it's fig season. Come on, I want a fig Newton. He wanted something to snack on, and there was nothing there. And sometimes, you know what, we can kind of trick people looking, saying, look what I'm doing, uh, look what I'm doing. And then Jesus comes, check you out, and you have no fruit. He's looking for fruit. He's looking from something inside of you, says, uh, where is the fruit, amen? Because if I am truly living inside of you, uh, then come, I'm going to empower you to do great things. And when you do great things, you're going to bear much fruit. You know, that, 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 that prophetic word that was spoken of our church, when, the, when the, uh, the plower, amen, and the reaper meet, we're going to multiply. If you want some increase inside your home, if you want some increase within your life, within your children, then put your hands to the plow, amen, because when you start to work, the reaper comes and comes to bless. And he brings great increase. Amen? I said, man, come on, God wants to work through us. If we truly love him, he's inside of us and we're able to do great things. Come on, you got to trust in him. You got to believe in him. You got to abide in him and we will do greater things. Over 2,000 years ago, there was only one Christ. One Christ walking on the earth. Today, church, listen. There are millions of people with Christ inside of them, amen, because he's the mighty vine church, and we are the branches, and our branches are all over the world, church. Every day, all over the world, ordinary branches like you and me, God is using. Ain't that awesome? I don't, ain't that awesome? That God uses an ordinary branch, man. You look at your branch and say, I, 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 look, look at my branch. But God says, I want to use that branch. 
use you. I can use you. Come on, if, if you abide in me and, and I in you, and you know that I, I abide in the Father, amen, and come on, and the Holy Spirit's living inside of you, you can do things. Because away from him, apart from him, you can't do nothing. You're going you're gonna to only go for a, a short, short little walk, a little coast a little bit without Jesus, guys. You'll do some good things, some God things, but without him, it's impossible to do anything, church. Don't strength. Those are the greater works today. That there are Jesuses all over the world, branches all over the world, that we're reaching out and they're touching other lives. God is saying to you and I tonight, I, I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you. You don't have to have an education with Jesus. Come on. I'm telling you, he'll, he'll use anyone. He says he, he's come to... He's come to use uh, 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 those are, that, that, that think they're wise and make them unwise with, with us. Come on, he's, he's out to, to, to use us for great foolishness of the world to confine the wise. Come on, I don't know about you, but I'm a fool for Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, I, you know, I, I hear is saying I'm the most educated person, uh, but when the Holy Spirit gets in me, amen, uh, I can reach out to somebody, amen. Uh, I can preach the gospel, amen. Uh, I, can, I, can, I can be that branch that he works through. Can anybody say amen? He's saying that I have confidence that when you rest in my love, which will allow me to reveal myself to you and through you. See, the religious carnal world says this. It's all about you, your faith, and your performance. That's what the world says, the carnal world. But the gospel of grace declares it's all about him and his faith so that he can rest in him. Paul understood this and he said in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, the King James Version, it says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I live now, I live in the flesh, and I live by faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. See, we must believe in Him. We must abide in Him, rest in Him, be still in Him. Then you will know how much He loves you. And then when you start to do that and He's resting you, you will love Him and you'll do His commands. He'll help you. He'll help us live the way we need to live, church. This is love for us. He, he loves us. He goes out. We sing that song. He he, go, he leaves the 99 and goes after the one. Even when we wander away, church, he's still after you. He has a reckless love for us. And he goes after us because he loves us him and he wants to work in us. Uh, John chapter 15 verse 9 says, Father has loved me, so I love you. Now remain in my love. We have to remain in the love of Christ, church. This is the only way that we can get victory. This is the only way that we can start to do greater things in the kingdom of God, amen, uh, knowing that the Father uh, has loved him, amen, and the love, he loves us, Christ loves us, but we've got to remain in this love. Come on. It's when we separate from that love, church, is when trials and storms hit our lives, church. Come on. And, star and storms are going to come to our lives, God. Things are going to hit our lives, but if we remain in his love, his love carries us through. Amen. Come on, I, I'm preaching good here. <laughs> he 
You got to believe this. It's all about his love, right? For God so loved the world that he gave us a son. That through him we can have life, church. We can have everlasting life. But you got to have the love inside of you. And the only way you're going to have that love inside you is through the works of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has to dwell inside of us. He has to remain here. You gotta, it says you've got to remain in my love. You've got to remain in my love. See, let's be productive fruit. Fruitful branches, let me tell you, church, are true disciples. Believers that are living in union with Christ produce much fruit. When we're living in Christ and, and he is our vine and we are the branches, amen, he's working through us, amen, and we're loving him, then we can produce much fruit. But those who are unproductive, the Bible says they're cut off. Those that have turned away and follow, from following him and his commands, uh, these are the ones that are separated from the vine. These are the ones just in church that are playing church. These are the ones that are coming in church but don't want to change. Come on now. God, God will cut you off. He protects it. He does that to protect the other branches. He's a good God, church. He's not a mean God. Come on. He gives you opportunities to get right. But guess what? If you're playing church, amen, he says, I don't want you to affect it, the other branches. So he'll remove you. He'll remove you. I've never removed anyone from this church. God has. God's not, God's not going to let a, 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 a branch that's contaminated, a, a branch that has some kind of disease to affect the other branches. He's a gardener, and he's going to prune those branches to make us more fruitful, but also cut away those that are not productive. Come on, somebody. God wants to increase. God wants us to flourish. Unproductive followers are as good as dead. They are the ones that will be cut off and the Bible says thrown aside. But to the Christian not producing, this is the Christian that's coming and wants to come and wants to do the best, but is not producing anything. God will prune you. How I many know that pruning times are not good times? Come on, sometimes it hurts and sometimes it causes us to know who you really are. Let me tell you, cutting, some, cutting somebody tells you who you really are. Come on, what are you going to say? I. You're going to say, I. Pruning means it cuts off parts of the branches. Uh, that, 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 that way it can grow more. It can look better. So God does some pruning. Come on, sometimes you think you look good. You ever prune a, a, a rose bush? And somebody's just pruning the rose bushes. And they say, why are you pruning? It looks so beautiful. And you start pruning and why? To bring more. And sometimes God has to prune some things. Sometimes you think you're all that in a bag of chips and you're not. Come on, you, you think you're, you're doing all right, you've seen everything, and, and there's, some, there's some growth inside of you, but then God will come and say, you know what, i got to prune you a little bit. I gotta, I gotta, I, I'm going to clean up your garden a little bit. You look, you look fruitful, you look good, you're doing a great job, but I need to do this. Come on, come on. Kick, kick, kick. I mean, you can snip, snap, snap, and like, what, what am I doing? I'm doing everything right. You ever, you ever said to yourself, man, I, I'm giving faithful. I'm coming to church. I'm doing everything right. And why, are you, why am I going through all this stuff? To make you better. He's trying to make you blossom a little bit more than you really are. Because let me tell you, we have never arrived, church. We're never going to arrive. God's going to make you better and better each time. 
Come on, it gets gooder and gooder with Jesus. Come on, somebody. Come on, so he wants to make you. It, this ain't the final product. You can't just reach your plateau and Jesus say, this is as high as I'm going to get in Jesus. No, God wants to prune you some more, that you can flourish some more. Come on, it, it never ends. Only he knows the time limit of how high you can go. But he wants to take you from glory to glory. Come on, somebody. He wants to, he wants to prune you for the next trial. He wants to prune you for the next thing that's going to hit your way. And so he's going to prune you now to prepare you. That way you're blossom, uh, you're full growth. When that storm hits you, church, you will not be taken. You will not be shaken. It's like the, the Bible says in Psalms, like a plant that, that's, that, that's it's rooted, rooted down deep in the waters. We're not going to be moved. Can somebody say amen? This is what God does for non-producing Christians. He doesn't throw you aside. He works with you. Come on, somebody say, thank you, Lord. He works for you, but he, want, he works with you to what? That you can bear fruit. Not to stay unproductive, but to that you will bear much fruit. See, the non-Christians may not be producing because of worries. Come on, anybody worry in this place? Come on, problems, stress, feeling overwhelmed, health issues, anything that stops you from flourishing, God does not cut off those Christians. Only those who are not truly following Christ. God prunes them. Those that are going through trials, amen, to give them a, a life-giving power. So let God prune you during your seasons of worry and doubt, during those seasons of stress. God wants to make you productive because during those seasons, it's hard to grow. Come on, somebody. Allow God to prune you that you can flourish through your, through your season. Those who are following may be going through a season that God prunes those, those branches back. But cutting away all those things that stop you from growing, church. Listen, even fruitful branches, like I said before, get pruned. I've gone through some pruning seasons through my, through my ministry in these eight, almost 18 years. Things that I say, man, we're booming them. God says, I'm about to prune you, son. I'm going to cut back. You're going to lose some people. <laughs> you're going to go through some trials. You, you're, there's going to be times where you're going to pull your hair because you can't pay the rent. But I'll, I'll get you through. And he got us through. We're here today, man, because God has always been faithful. And it's through those pruning times, amen, even though some of the branches have gone away, guess what? He brings other branches. Come on, he says, okay, these people can, are going to be with you. These people are going to work with you. They're, they're going to follow. They're going to follow the path. They're going to they're be part of the plan here that God's going to do in Las Vegas here at PCLV, amen. These are, this is a plan for the kingdom of God, amen. They're going to bring people that are for us, not against us. Are you listening to me? Tell your neighbor, I'm for it. <laughs> now look at the person against us. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> There's no one here. <laughs> Why are you looking? Why are you looking? <laughs> now they're fighting. Come on, this, this cut, this cut. We're pruning right now, we're pruning. Come on. In other words, God must sometimes discipline us 
and humble us, even in our fruitfulness. Come on, somebody. There's a times and moments where you start to grow and that head starts to grow big and you start to look and say, man, look at my church. Going to conferences, oh, yeah, we're running this and we're running these numbers and doing this and doing that, amen. And God says, okay, you're, you, you God's doing some great things. I'm working in that church, but son, it's time to prune again. Yeah, I need to humble you. Hello? Come on, I don't know about you. I've been humbled. There's times where I see... I, 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 there's times in the beginning of my ministry, and, I, and, and I, I can admit to this, where I told God, you know, God, we're cool here. Go help the other church. Word, I got it. And God would say, oh, you don't got it. Because apart from me, you can't do nothing. You can't do nothing. Yeah, you may pass a service. You may flow a couple services. But guess what? When trials come, you can't do nothing without me. And you're going to cry out once again, God, I'm sorry, humble. Stay at our church. Forget the other church. That, no, I'm just praying. God is everywhere. Come on. He's everywhere in every church. And so we invite the part of that Sunday or that Wednesday or every time we're gathering right here. God, I need you. And I come here, God, I need you. God, you know what? I may be able to speak or whatever it is. I can maybe wow them a little bit. But God, I need you. Holy Spirit, I need you. Because apart from you, I can't do nothing, God. I, I want to abide in you. I want you to work in me, Lord. I want you, I want you to be the vine. I want to be your branch, Lord. That I can, you can work through, that can bear much fruit, that will bring you glory. I want to bring God glory. I don't want to bring peace, salve, glory. I don't want to bring praise, chapel, glory, praise, chapel, Christian fellowship. They get no, we get, I get no glory. You get no glory. God gets all the glory. It's all about God. Can somebody say Amen? But He'll sometimes prune us to discipline us and humble us, in order to strengthen our character and faith. How many need strength, church, and character? How about in faith? Come on, you know, if we're going to be still and know he's God, how many know that you've got to have faith? And sometimes I know our faith gets weakened. Come on, you ever been weakened in faith? You ever got a low blow out of nowhere? You ever got a sucker punched by the devil? Come on, it don't feel good. But it's faith that keeps you standing. It's faith that keeps you believing. It's faith that says, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to turn my back on God. I'm going to keep serving God. I'm going to keep doing what I need to do in the kingdom of God. I'm going to keep giving the way I need to give. Amen. I'm going to keep being faithful to the church, being loyal to the committed to the church. Because you know what? I'm going to keep going for God because I'm in love with him. And he comes and he prunes us to strengthen us, uh, our character and our faith. And it says in verse 2, so that we can produce even more. That we can grow even more. John 15, 2 says in the NIV, so, I, so it can be more full. God, I do this because I want to grow. I want, I want our church to grow. I want people to grow. I want families to grow. I want our kids, our teenagers to grow. I want our, I want our ministries to flourish. That you receive all the glory. Listen, fruit is not only, listen church, it's not limited to soul winning. We think of fruit has to do with how many people we want to the Lord. Or how big our ministry is. Fruit also has to do with prayers, uh, having joy, peace, goodness, love, and the Holy Ghost as well. Amen. Uh, those are the fruit. 
John 15, 11 says, a new living translation, I have told you these things so that in me you will be filled with joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Galatians chapter 5, 22 to 24 says this, uh, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. See, when the Holy Spirit's living inside of us, it gives us this, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Come on, somebody. Anyone can use any part of that fruit? These are not fruits of the Spirit. It's a fruit of the Spirit. All these have to be inside of us. The Holy Spirit is living inside of us. And he obliges us. Guess what? It produces this kind of fruit in us. I can't love people. If you have the Holy Ghost, you can. I can't love that family. Oh, yes, sir. If you have the Holy Ghost, you can. Come on. I can't, I can't, do, I can't have joy with the Holy Spirit. You can. Debbie Downer. Come on, I, I can't have no peace. I worry a lot. No, with the Holy Spirit, you can have peace, amen. It can bring patience. It can bring kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Yes, you can have self-control, men. Women, too. I can't control oh, the flesh. Crucify that flesh. You got to crucify the flesh. Just works you got to do. Come on, the Bible says what? Work out your salvation in fear and trembling come on we got to work this out church but we can't do it on our own we need the holy ghost amen we need the holy spirit to abide in us we need jesus christ he needs to be our vine we need to be the branches and we do that church we have self-control it says there's no law against these things those who belong to christ have nailed come on crucify have nailed the passion and desires of their to the cross and crucified them there. Every morning, amen, that flesh has to be nailed. Every morning, amen, you got to nail lust. You got to nail uh, impatience. You got to nail anger. You got to nail hatred. You got to nail impatience. You got to nail all these to the cross that you can live with Christ. You got to leave your house and say, okay, see you later, flesh. Go out with Jesus. And guess what? Next morning, you got to do the same thing. Come on, that flesh is going to rise up. You thought it was dead, and then you start hearing the theme of Michael Myers, and you're getting up again. Oh, no, we thought he was dead, and boo, doo, 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 when that music starts playing, boom, that old woman rises up. That old man rises Come on, you know what it is, amen? Come on. Sometimes it even takes a little push for that rising up, amen? That's why you got to crucify the flesh. Come on. You don't crucify the flesh. Someone cut you off in the roads here. You're going to do something that you're not supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to be chasing out cars. Oh, my. Why would we do that? I don't talk about nobody. You're convicted? Come on. You know what I'm talking about. We, we need, we need, we need the Holy Spirit, church. We need to crucify this flesh, amen, each and every day for these this fruit can live inside of us. 1 Peter chapter 1, 5-8, NIV says this, For this very reason, listen, make every effort to add to your faith, listen, goodness, to goodness, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. If you possess these qualities in increasing measure, 
will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. Make every effort to add to your faith goodness. Goodness, knowledge. Knowledge, self-control. Self-control, perseverance. Perseverance, godliness. Godliness, mutual affection. And mutual affection, love. Come on, if you possess these things, these things will help you grow. Do we have these things in our lives? Where's your fruit? These are disciple qualities, church. These are leadership qualities that we must have inside of us. But it only happens when we remain in Christ. And believing that He is the Son of God. And receiving Him as Lord and Savior of our lives. And doing what God says to do. See, some of us, if we can be honest, we haven't been doing what He's been telling us to do. Come on, there's some things that God's telling you to do. And you're putting it on delay. You're telling them not now. Continue to believe the gospel. Come on, let me believe the word. This has to be your life. We don't go by any other word, church. There's no other book that we have written. We only follow the Holy, Holy Bible. The Bible that's been in existence for over 2,000 years plus, church. These are things that are written. This is history, our history book of life in this planet that we, you and I live in. The most accurate, by the way, history book. You got to believe in this. Come on. You got to believe what God has done in this, in, in this book. Come on. You read the stories of God and man, the, the people of God. And I'm, I'm reading Judges right now. And I'm like, man, we are so, so, oh God, evil. So disobedient are we. And this is the generation we live down today. We only come to God when we need him. You read Judges, amen, they, only, they would serve God for a while and then start to serve the pagan gods in the lands that God gave them and told them, you don't serve their gods. You continue to serve me, but then they confirm, they, they, they confront it or, 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 or transform them to, to, to follow things. And God says, you know what? That's why evil's fallen on you. But there they come again, running back, and there's a merciful God. Bring it back and bring in a deliverer. Bring in Gillian. You, you, you bring Samson. You read the stories of the, the men that God always brought to bring the people back to God. When these, these characteristics are living and we become productive in an effective church, it's because we're receiving the gospel. We're believing the word of God. I'm holding on. My, you know what? He says that if... If, if he's for me, nothing can come against me. Your word says, man, that nothing, nothing that prospers can come against me or stop me. Your word says that your love, nothing can separate me from your love. No height, no debt, no sickness can separate me from the love of God, you know. It's in the book, guys. We remain in Christ. It helps us to relate in love in the community of believers to one another. And we learn to love each other. Come on, work things out. Come on, somebody. You've got to work things out sometimes. You've got to iron some things out. Take away confusion. Take away hurt. Take away, let's just, let's just be open with each other. We're brothers and sisters, right? Let's just, let's just work it out. Work it out. God brought you here. Let's work it out. 
John 15, 12 says this. This is my command. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. How do we love? How do we love each other? By the way he loved us. Christ loved us despite of how we were and who we were. We got to love others the same way, church. If God has forgiven us, guess what? We have to forgive others too. Right? Come on, we didn't deserve it. But yet he still forgave us and loved us. Amen. The same thing, if we really truly have Christ inside of us, then we're able to forgive as he's forgiven us. We're able to love just as he has loved us. Come on, somebody say amen. See, many, many people try to just be good. Many people just try to be honest, amen, within themselves, amen. There's a lot of honest people out there, amen. There's a lot of good people, and those are God quality, amen. But Jesus says the only way to have a truly live a good life is by staying close to him. Come on, it's, it's a buying in him. Being the branch that's attached to the vine. Because apart from him, apart from God, our, our efforts, church, are unfruitful. Come on, somebody. I'm going to close tonight. Church, it's, it's when the vine, when Jesus is living inside our lives, church, and the Holy Spirit is living inside of us, it will produce much fruit in our lives. And when we do that, church, it brings glory to God. When we begin to flourish in His garden, listen, church, our growth brings glory to God. I mean, what a moment of glory it must be for the Lord of the harvest. That when the harvest is brought into His courts, mature and ready to be used. I mean, how, how great is it when a person truly surrenders their lives and goes in the courts in the garden of God and says, God, I want to be used by you, God. And you start to grow in God and you start to love God and say, God, I want to I be that branch that's attached to your vine, God. I want to produce fruit for you, for your kingdom, not for me, Lord. No glory for me, but all for you. Then God gets all the glory, church. I mean, he must... He must just look down from his heaven when he's sitting on his throne and says, who's going to come to me today? Who's going to abide in me today? Who's going to allow me to send my Holy Spirit to live inside of them to bear more fruit? And knowing that through all this, church, it's only God that does all this. Only God. It's not me. It's not PCLV. It's not our church. It's God. Because what Christ did on that cross is because he's the true vine that we're attached to. And God is the gardener. The Father's the gardener. And he prunes us. And he wants us to grow and be more fruitful. And he snips away those things that, that shouldn't be there and the things that are tripping us up and those things that are just messing up our lives. Amen. He comes in and he prunes them. So you can grow. But not just to sit down but to be productive, to serve and to give back. And say, God, I want to be a servant in the house. I want to bring fruit to your house, God. I don't want to be a vine, a, a branch here. I don't want to be the branch, amen, that brings nothing. I don't want to be that fig tree. That when you come saying, let me see what's in your life, and I have nothing to offer you, God. God, I want to have fruit have fruit God 
See, God is glorified when people come into right relationships with Him and begin to be, produ- uh, begin to be productive people and produce much fruit in their lives. This is when God is glorified. Church, salvation is not the end of the road. Come on, we think getting saved and that's it. It's not that. We need to work. We need to give back. Come on, imagine if the first person got saved and said, that's it. What, what, what would the gospel be? Imagine if the disciples didn't pass it on to the 12 that got saved, amen. It says, you know what, that's it, we're in. No, they put their hands to the work. They said, go out and make disciples in all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them, discipling them. That's our job, church. The Great Commission. Come on. Don't you want to share the good news of what God has done in your life? I get excited when I talk about Jesus to somebody. You want to hear my testimony? You want to hear my story? Let me tell you what Jesus did for me. Let me tell you what he's doing in lives. I talk about you guys all the time. I said, man, God is moving in this couple, this couple, this lady, this sister, that brother, the teenager. I, I, I get excited when things are happening because it brings uh, not only glory to myself and like, uh, like reward. I know that God, it brings glory to God. I, I know that he's looking over the heavens and he's just smiling. I mean, he probably has the biggest smile. I said, man, whoo, well, I can tell him hitting the angels, well, look what PCLV is doing. Well, look at him. Look at her. Just like Job. About Job, man, going through the trials that he goes through. And he's probably hitting angels. Watch. He'll never forsake me. He'll never curse me out. Put him through trials. Watch that boy loves me. Pruning. God gave him, what, ten times more than what he had? God, I can only handle one wife, no ten wives. Hallelujah. One good wife, ten times better. I love it because my wife's back home. I'm perceived. I was sad, huh? On Thursday, on Sunday morning, I'm preaching all over. <laughs> trying to get some points here, okay? I'm trying to get points. Apart from her, I'm pretty empty. Together we make complete, right? You complete me. <laughs> oh, we all stand up, baby. I don't get too much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. The question tonight, church.